Well, Stacy, it's my, you know, birthday being over. That's what we call the new year. That's some people, some people call it the new year. Happy new year. Some people call it your birthday's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get both all Should, in the same one. So. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is when, when my birthday's over. Yeah. It's, it's a uh, hip, hip hooray. It's new year. Also, your birthday's over. So when everyone's celebrating they're not celebrating my ber- birthday. They're celebrating the end of my birthday. Oh, yes. I never thought about that till till just now. But but you, you see and what I'm saying? Is, yes, this is December 31st, but your birthday. And, and our oldest son's birthday at the same time. Two of us. Strange. Mm-hmm. So uh, whenever we think about New Year's, we think about an intention. But we don't call it that. We call it a New Year's resolution. But when you in the yoga world, you yoginis, you say sometimes, hey, we're gathering together, we're going to do this practice together, in your very calming voice, and you say, well, this is a time when you can set your intention. And I like that. Mm-hmm. And yet sometimes I feel like when we think about uh, New Year's resolutions, and dear listener, forgive us for having a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a slower, <laughs> a slower uptake. You know, uh, thanks to the champagne, the, the very nice champagne of... Uh, it is New Year's anyway. What are you going to do? But cheers. One more cheers, baby. Cheers. The, um, but we're also glad to share this with you because we're... In the old days, Stacy and I, we used to... Um, when we were kids, this was, this was the day, right? This is my birthday. You know, what was it like uh, to, to uh, kind of uh, think about New Year's with... Jeff's party, right? Like I used to have these parties in high school. This is yeah. like, but they weren't like parties, bro. Right. So, oh, back in the day, this is. Um, I'm thinking, you know, prior to us dating, or even maybe around the time we started before dating, and after, before and after. But basically, there was one lucky thing in because we grew up in a Christian community. In your neighborhood, one of the girls that was part of our youth group also lived like two streets over. Natalie. No, Rachel. So from my perspective, oh, you so, would no. have a New Year's Eve party. Oh, you go way back. Wait, wait, Sissy. All the boys. Wait, 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 Sissy. The reason we had this confusion here is you're going way back to before the, the New Year's party was the New Year's party. You're saying back before, you know, what? We just had gotten this thing started because me and Scott Copeland, one year, we decided in 1987 on New Year's that we were going to start a rock and roll band, the Cosners. And then we decided to add uh, Jimmy Schofield, and then uh, the band got bigger, and then we had a little party, and we had Chris Frohart out, and then that was, then we, we became Styria, you know, and we had the, so... Each of these, and so then this was like our little thing that was growing, and so then we were going to have a party in Mission Viejo in, in 1989, right? maybe it was 88, 89, and you, you're telling me that you were just down the road at Rachel Kumar's house? Right, but we did it on purpose because... I don't know the story. We've been married for a while. The guys and gals we met in the park. Just because I met you didn't mean... I knew that you had a plan, that all you ladies were having a plan to, to stalk and to invade our, <laughs> our He-Man Woman Haters Club. We were evangelical boys. We were playing for rock and roll Jesus. All I we know had, is... All rock I kn- and roll. We didn't need you to there. All I know, all I know is that you know, we, would, we wouldn't be allowed to be invited into the same house to have an overnight party. Well, I mean, 
but guess what? For various religious reasons and, you know. Right. So, so the girl's plan was we could be a part of the boys' party. And we met at the dirt park on purpose. And we met at the park. I thought we accidentally met at the, at the dirt park oh, in 1989. Oh, no. Us girls, we schemed that. We, we, we planned it. And Was that the same night that a lot of the girls took me aside and said, don't date Stacy? I think so. Yep. So we weren't quite dating yet. So this must have been 1989. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't before. It was I mean, Yeah, we weren't dating. And then I do remember also that somehow... By the way, our, friends, our if you parties, want to make sure your friends um, marry the person you want to marry, go ahead and uh, say, don't date that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People want to do the opposite. Yes, yes. Um, but Reverse I, psychology. I, I, I don't know if this was the same year or maybe a different year, but um, I remember also that our groups um, also went to the hills and we were going to try to watch the the sunrise. And that's kind of when we learned that California doesn't really have a sunrise. It just gets brighter and brighter. As evangelical kids, I wish we were not so against science, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But in California, we have beautiful sunsets. We have good sunsets, sunrises. Happen um, about nine thirty. It well, it just gets lighter and lighter. There's yeah. not like this theatrics behind it. And, no, and I loved when I actually found and first saw a sunrise. sunrise. Yes, but I also remember that, and that was the first. No, we we that you were with me. Yes, I was there. We watched the sunrise with the with the Christian the lights. Kids. The lights come back on. We didn't yep. we didn't date yet, but then we fell in love in Costa Rica and it was like that was it. Yeah. That was the same year because it's exactly the same year. All I'm trying to say is is that having a friend nearby allowed at least the girls to scheme ways of infiltrating your boys' party. It would not have been as much fun if we didn't go and like threaten to TP Rachel Kumar's house. <laughs> we weren't going to. We just I don't Who Did knows? you guys plant that? That was like disinformation. I have Did no clue because I didn't. I mean, I, that wasn't me, so I don't know. I bet it was some of these secular kids. <laughs> you know, they're like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, hey, like it was like a parent trap. Like, we can we can make this all work out. We can have so fun. so anyway, but New Year's. We're talking about New Year's, New Year's. our birthday. It's always a lot yes, of stress. So- it's been a lot of stress on me because even though um, I enjoy it, I enjoy it. You know, for a lot of years. I had a I had like a little bit of pressure on. You know, there were some years we had we had some big rocking parties. I'll I'll still meet people in other states, <laughs> sometimes other countries. They'd say I, I was at that play when when you were at the Consejo's house. You know, and when you when you guys all had that, we're all dressing up. You know, there was that one year we all dressed up with um with the tuxedos and dresses. He said, you know, bring if you if you've ever been a bridesmaid's uh, dress, uh, you know. Come, come with that or a tuxedo or, you know, dress nice. Mm-hmm. And then we, we kept filling up the, uh, the cooler with lemonade and, and, and whiskey. And it, it got a little out of hand, you mm-hmm. know, and it was fun. It was wonderful. But I'll meet people in like Iowa and they'll say, I was at that party, you know. And then, you know, it, it got so like so much that I felt a little bit like it was a little bit of pressure. And now, now we're just like hanging out in the desert. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, and right. it's so much beautiful uh, and 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 wonderful, and and yet we have these these senses of what like the expectation is on what a birthday is. Yeah. But more importantly, it's a pressure time. What are we going to set an intention for this year? Now, when you do this idea in yoga of setting an intention, I feel like that's not that different from a New Year's resolution. Yeah. So New Year, new intention. Um, or, or even just, you know, the intention in 
um, in a space when when you're there doing yoga. And I think it's an, it's an important piece. I think sometimes whatever, if something comes to your mind that you need more of, or you want, you know, you want to focus on, I think that that really is a valuable thing to do. I can do that. And I think it's, I heard Alan Watts once say that when you name something, or you name the demon that you're going to fight, or you announce You call your shot. You call your shot. You call it when you call it. Yeah, the devil. Then it and all that it wants from you as payment comes. So there's a way in which you could just walk away from something. Yeah. And you just walk away. Yeah. But if you call your shot. And then if you say, I'm going to walk away from X, Y, or Z. Then. Then all of everything that that is, it's almost like calling out a demon to then reconcile. We've got to come to terms with each other first before you walk away. It, it announces this attitude, this energy, this behavior. And then now you have to reconcile this. You have to figure out what are you going to do with this? So when you set your intention in yoga, it's an important safety blanket, if you will. It's a direction that you want to move toward. I like that. And it's a safety blanket that helps us to kind of like recognize what is off in our world that is not something of the intention. So I'm saying I want to be at peace. That's not necessarily throwing me off course. No. Because when I'm not at peace, I'm just, that's, I'm calibrating. Or if I want to have right. energy and I'm feeling laggard, you know. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. So the, the hardest part about that, though, is when you're trying and wanting to have the safety blanket, you also realize everywhere that your world isn't that safety blanket. Right. So you recognize where in your life, if, if your goal is peace, where in your life do you not have peace? And so you're going about your life and you're like, I'm going to be in peace and I'm going to be in peace. And I love uh, peace and, and I want to think about I peace. I shine the light on things. I see the darkness. Yes. I see what's the absence. Yes. So then you're yeah. more aware all of a sudden in your world of yeah. everywhere. This is why growth is so painful. That you this don't is why have growth peace. is so painful because when you start to grow, it, so, you start to realize, man, why have I been living in that set of shackles? So the happy word, the positive word, the best place that you can be in and focus in is your safety blanket. But then also, I would say, the mirror that allows you to see what isn't that. Yep. So, it's a tough work in that. So, setting an intention is not just some kind of, like, it's the secret, I'm going to attract this positivity. Right. When I say peace, I see the anger in myself and the hostility. Right. It will bring it out. I've got to deal with it. Yes. And your ultimate healing 
it gets bumpier before it gets easier is the whole point. It gets more uncomfortable. Yeah. And when you're trying to think about peace and you're like, I've got no peace and you can't find stillness. So when you're sitting there in yoga and they're like, set your intention and you're like, okay, I'm going to be grat. I'm going to have gratitude. I've seen people, I've seen people set their intention in five minutes, 10 minutes in, they, they start crying and walk out. Yep. Because they finally were open to figuring out why they were there. And they realized whatever the reason was that they were there, they needed to go take care of it. And they can't, yeah. Yeah, they couldn't do it there. I mean, even in a sense. And maybe they should have stayed, but maybe they shouldn't have. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But I will say this. It allows you to have that perspective that you might need. That yin perspective to say, I want peace. Because here's the other part. If you're just about going about your business every single day and you're just, you know, living to survive, then you're not even thinking about the peace or the gratitude part or, you know, whatever it is that it might be, the love or whatever. You can't even, you can't even go there because you're just doing your daily tasks. So stopping for a second, having a moment and saying, what do I want to cultivate more in my life. It draws attention again to all the areas where you don't have it. And so the the problem can be that I can't find stillness and I can't find rest. And I want this so badly because the very moment I'm focusing on this that I realize how much I don't have that. And that's why I would say in an Alan Watt style, all those demons come collecting <laughs> on your non-peacefulness or your non-gratitudeness. He's, and you think yeah. of all of these ways in which when you declare something, when you're going to focus in on something, then you're going to see all of what isn't that. So there's an uncomfortable time where what was safe becomes uncomfortable. And if that's the end of the story and you give up, I think that that unfortunately is where we lose out, right? If we can stare down some of these other aspects where when we say we want peace and then we try to dive deeper into why we don't have it and actually face that for reals, um, then that's where there is healing on the other side. So what I wonder... And my real question came to being of thinking about naming a year. Right. Again, a thing we do right. every year. So I so in 2019, we called it the year of no fear. Right. And, and then it, was it became terrifying. the most fearful year. We saw like all these things, like ah, there's like so much coming at us. I, and I thought, was I, afraid. I think what we saw <laughs> was all of the ways in which we were afraid by calling yeah. out saying we want to be in no fear then we like were able to see all the ways that that wasn't possible and that we were in fear and then maybe we're shouting against the fear i don't you know and then 2020 we call it the year of the dance we didn't dance at all this was like the year where there was (laughs) there were were a few moments we we danced together no there were a few moments of dancing you know at the literal level (laughs) all of the great concerts and festivals and things we would have seen and 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 
literally danced at mm-hmm. did not happen. And we sat a lot on the couch. I myself gained some <laughs> serious yes, we both <laughs> couch poundage. Yeah. No, but I mean like because I'm, I'm literally not dancing. I'm literally not standing up even though there's no actual reason I couldn't do it, <laughs> you know, but there's not, you know, those, those, those opportunities to be, you know, at the Wayfarer down the road and I in think, Costa Mesa. And I think what was kind of at the heart of that was play. Play. And we didn't feel as much play. It was, it was a hard, was hard. time to feel like. And almost like you couldn't play. It almost felt blasphemous to play. It did, but would it have been? We did some play. To be honest, we did because we used it as, as an opportunity to pl- literally play yeah. video games, m- at least me and Augie and Aiden. You know, well, and, and for they, Mother's Day, we went and did bocce ball. Yeah. And, like, like, so there was things like where it was we, actually were, better. we were forced to actually play, play. play <laughs> okay. with our family together. So but maybe we should name the. Years. But our focus was on how it wasn't measuring up. To our well, I don't know if that was. I mean, but I, I'm it's saying certainly, well, yeah. we called it the year of the dance. Well, there yeah. was there was a vision we had for it, and, and that it, was not. It did not <laughs> it did measure not come up. True at all. And so, but did we learn to no. dance in some ways? Yes. Yeah. Like so, like be open and then to should that. we have danced in more ways? Absolutely. So we the could intention have danced but, more. But maybe we should name the years. So this is an argument why we should name the year because if we name the year, whether it wins or doesn't win, whether it's fearful or not fearful. So, so it was 2019. It's facing the shadows of. It's the facing year. the shadow show. This is the a, shadows wait, of the year. Wait, wait, wait. This is good. This is good, right? But go with me on this, right? Mm-hmm. You, I think you're saying it. So we were we were sitting on the Dow Surfer Ranch, and we said we are strangely not afraid of the mountain lion that ripped open that Doberman Pinscher down in this valley, nor the ghost of of Pegleg McGee, you know, or Pe- Peg Pegleg McConaughey who was you know gunned down in, in the massacre down below, or or. Um, uh, or the demons that might and haunt, haunt these lands. We were scared of just the society behind us, right? That was the thing. And we, it was a couple of years ago. It was, it was at Christmas, this time that we are right now. We were on our property in our Bedouin tent with our, with our wood burning, burning stove on our property, which arguably n- not up to code <laughs> for the County of San Diego. And we, but we didn't know it at the time. And I'm like, what, What's going to take this beauty from me, this joy? Like, we found, like, we created a village. And didn't Aiden say, I, I, we've always been nomads? Yeah. And this is, like, maybe the first time that we had a place, like, this is our little, like, grove underneath this oak tree. It's our oak tree mm-hmm. on a little road. It's our road with mm-hmm. our address. And still having a hard time figuring out how to, Stay on that address, right? I got to build a permit, you know. Got to do all these things, but yeah. but 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 we kind of claimed it. And we're like, this is a year where we finally have like roots. That we finally have a place we can be honest. And we had a hard conversation, hard right. conversation in, in that we were so joyful. But then also, the kids would say, "Hey, you know, a lot of your anxiety comes onto us," you yeah. know. And we had to listen to that. That was hard. It was hard, and it was important. Absolutely. And I think it's why we're doing this. So confronting the areas where we need more of something, I will say that when you name a year, you're labeling it and calling that part out. So it is something that you do want to work on throughout the year. And it's your intention. 
is, and if that's what you're thinking, then you're going to notice everything that rubs up against it. In my Stretching with Jesus class, where I teach um, a, more of a yin meditative sort of time of stretching and getting in touch with your body and then also kind of realizing where you are, you know, mentally and trying to clear some of your thoughts and stuff. And so that you can actually like be in the moment rather than being distracted by all of your worries and all of your stress and all of this other stuff, because there needs to be a time where you just kind of, you know, touch base with your body and just say, Hey, where am I at? (laughs) Am I tired? Have I been feeding myself? (laughs) Are my muscles stretched? Am I, you know, if I've yeah. been in one position for too long? Anyway, into the silent land, and I've mentioned it before several times, I'm, you know, but I just want to make sure that in a guide to the Christian practice of contemplation by Martin Laird, what he talks about with there's these doorways, and, and he talks about a prayer word, and, and intention is can be the same thing, right? So if there's a prayer word that you have, a mantra or something that you're speaking like, um, and it might just be, you know, like you want God or or Jesus, it could be gratitude, it could be love, it could be peace, you know. there. So he talks about, though, that having this prayer word, at first, when you're learning to just sort of be and have this stillness and this silence, it can be really awkward and you might feel really, really, really self-conscious. But you are starting to notice, if you can have that, your internal videos, like the things that your mind, the, the tracks that your mind just kind of puts you on. Like there's stories you tell yourself over and over again. Maybe you beat yourself up, you know, from the last conversation that you had or how are you going to deal with your, your parents or your sisters or whatever, like whatever videos go on your mind or nobody understands me. I don't know. Everybody has their own videos, but. Well, we call these loops. We talk about like these loops that sometimes you mm-hmm. can get into. And sometimes with family members, you can share a loop that you always kind of go to this family member and talk about and have it's a similar memory. conversation, a memory. And it, it can sometimes be healthy and sometimes it can get unhealthy. It can be yeah. that you're just like, for the most part, reliving well, a trauma. if you can't escape the eddy, right. if it's you're, probably if, you're, if you keep yeah. reliving a trauma or something yeah. and that's what that's all about, yeah, then there's no... There, where Where is... Um, Get what, out of the swirl. What's the benefit of that, right? Like, where is the health in that? You need to move beyond the the shared mutual experience into life beyond that, I would say. If you want to have a, a thriving, nourishing, in like, real life, then you're not just, like, in that pool swirling around in that same cesspool of whatever we create in our minds. Mm-hmm. And we tell ourselves the same stories over and over again. We live that way. And... That's when you can then maybe, you know, sometimes focus on your breath or your prayer word or your intention. And it can help pull you out of that loop, that cesspool portion that you find yourself in over and over and over again. And it's just something that's just a little reminder of something, a world outside of that. Yeah. There should be perhaps a year title. Declared, mm-hmm. 
just like you would have an intention. Not superstitiously worried about it coming true or not. It's not the secret. I'm not going to attract something, and I'm not going to say the year of wealth. When you do that, <laughs> I think that's bad. If it's a, a year of doom, that's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. But it's a, th- it's a thing I want to work on. Because in one sense, in 2019, I faced incredible fear. So we were, we, were, we were down there at the property, and everything seemed good. And I just had the sense, like, what could possibly take this joy from me? Right. And then a bunch of things happened. Happened, and, and, and I was afraid. Mm-hmm. And then we went on our sabbatical, and we, we discovered the, the, the camaraderie of, of friends around the country, and, and wonderful things happened. But it was a frightening year. Even when I think about just, if I put myself, even you say, why do I, why do I not look at pictures with ease? Mm-hmm. Because when I go to the picture, I empathize with myself at that time. So I feel, if I see a picture from 2019 when I was afraid, I will feel what that fear was. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I will feel it then. And it's like hard for me. It, 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 uh, it takes from my emotional battery, mm-hmm. you know? So so 2019 was the year of no fear and was frightening. 2020 was the year of the dance and we didn't move much. So I, I, I would say this. When you look at whether it's an intention, whether it's a New Year's resolution, and whether or not it's a, a prayer word or a naming of the year, the problem comes in because we're going to be on high alert in the areas where we are off course on that. Yeah. And that when we fail it, we'll be hard on ourselves. We're hard on ourselves and we eventually abandon it because it's just too difficult. We but, give up on dancing and we give up on, on fearlessness. And we give up on, you know, getting healthier or whatever it is that we put in our, in our minds. We know in our brain that we actually need more of something in our life. And then when we, at the signs of failures, mm. then we think, oh, this is hopeless. Yeah. And it's done for. Yeah. But the, the thing that the doubt of, Dada Jing teaches me is a failure is also a lesson. And the fact that I keep failing this, I probably need to pay even more attention attention because it's a lesson that I need to learn. Now, I'm not talking about this like, you know, hard striving of imperfect, like way above perfect, like, body image like type stuff that 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 gets really really rough right like i'm not saying that but i'm talking about like when you want to have more gratitude when you want to yeah. like eat healthier when you want to actually like see yourself thrive yeah there is the point at which Envision when that. we can get discouraged when we make a first mess up or a mistake and a failure at it and then give up so I just want to point out that I think that's right. The other thing that the Dao Jing would say is no, it's just one step. Each step, the first step you can take is the best step. Like just whatever you can do now, that's what you need to do now, and then it will all build up. And if Otherwise, you have one step back, that's a lesson, and then you can take a step forward again. And so you don't work you don't work yourself up into this fear of failing to make the year what that is. That's just the lesson that you're trying to teach yourself that year. And I to deal with fear or to deal with I, sadness. I, 
used to be addicted to smoking. You were done. And I wasn't, if whenever I took it as if I had a smoke. That it was the end. That it was the end. I failed. Yeah. But if it was a step backwards saying, you know what? Actually, I didn't really enjoy the taste of it and it didn't bring me what I thought it would. It didn't, I didn't find comfort in it. You reflected on it. And, and, and sometimes it was like, I needed that. (laughs) And that was okay too. But that wasn't the life that I wanted going forward, if that makes sense. And so, because if I had had only absolute perfection in that goal to quit smoking, I would never have been able to quit. If we would have said, oh no, I'm so upset that this person from another, like, you know, angry at us from some other religious tradition or whatever it is, is causing me fear, mm-hmm. caused me fear. I'm a failure. Now I guess I'm not a fear warrior. Mm-hmm. We're not saying you should set a, a, uh, an intention for the year or name your year or call your shot. You know, but maybe, maybe you can, if you want to take the challenge from the perspective of being able to learn from the ways in which sometimes you won't hit that mark. In other words, like, I am glad now that I'm, the more you're talking, the more I'm thinking that we should have named 19, the year of no fear, because that was the year when we learned to overcome fear. And I'll say and this. And we could dance like the Dia de los Muertos, like, you know, dance, the dance of the dead, the, the, the. I think. I, I think actually what's interesting is we name a year and then the years after we learn to live it yeah, more truthfully. Yeah, we never, yeah, we were so not in fearless the year in 19. Itself, in the year we didn't itself, dance in 20, but we're dancing or a little bit more fearless now in 2021. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Well, we're there yet, but we'll see how it goes after we wake up. Well, so we'll see, but for... That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling now. I feel like in the moment, I couldn't fully live that. And that's what was disturbing by naming a year. But I realized it's also calling stuff out. And so here's here's part of it. And this is literally from the, the bottom of my heart and something that I really wrestle with is that I've often heard in my church experience that you shouldn't have New Year's resolutions because like, then you're just trying in a self-righteous it's way the same kind of question. to better yourself. Oh, I see. And that, that somehow you aren't, you're going to think that you are earning something by trying to be a better person or take care of yourself better, that somehow this is going to make you more worthy of something. And I guess what I would say is that, at least from my own, um, what I would say to anybody that feels like, like you were already worthy, you were already loved, you don't need to do any of this to prove something to some higher being, whatever you might call it, or God or whatever. So it's not about that. But I would say that it is good for us to question, like, how happy, how, how, how is our life working for us? And I don't want to say, I mean, happiness only, like, I'm not talking no, about, like, No, I want happiness. A, Everyone I'm not talking about a this. silly, I'm not talking about a silly happiness, but how do we find Come joy in what we're doing? And how, how happiness. can we make this happier? No, Stacey, happiness. Happiness is fulfilling 
your calling in this life with excellence. And you can only Happiness, do that yeah. when you're healthy. When you're healthy. When, when you're in a good spot. And so by recognizing unhealth in you, that's your step forward. And I guess what I'm saying is, if you're bold enough to call the year a year, yeah. you might, or you're going to be challenged yeah. by what isn't that. So as I use Martin Laird's book, Into the Silent Land, and I'm, I'm bringing out what his what what is being said here in, in Martin Laird's book to help with being able to understand and be able to embrace contemplative prayer. With these students? With the students and are stretching with Jesus. Uh, weekly. Yin yoga flow. Yeah. It's wonderful. So the first part is if you, when you are, are finding stillness, when you are trying to quiet <laughs> what is always such a, a crazy world, um, and you start to notice sometimes these internal videos. And so when you think of this prayer word or this intention that you're going to have, it's the thing that you fall back on when all of a sudden you realize that your mind is racing and you're worrying about, I don't know, grandma and grandpa or the, or, or even just, you know, your studies or whoever in your life is like... Or your hangnail. Whatever it is, Right. Your hangnail, yeah. You're, you're, but why are you strangely like Milky Way again you're, after you're, all these years? Your sore muscle, who knows, right? But you start to notice some of these things and your, your prayer word, your intention is the thing that when you catch yourself, you return to. So if your prayer word, say, is, we'll just say gratitude, and in your mind, your internal video is... I am so ungrateful. I am resentful. I am pissed off. Fridays with pizza, that's what I get. You know, okay, sure. I'm starting so, to go down this route. These so are things that sudden, go on in my mind when you do this to me. You so say, when, lay it on your back. So you're, you're sitting there with gratitude now, thinking, I'm supposed to think about gratitude, and you think about all of the non, non-gratitudes, right? I'm abandoned. Okay. <laughs> and then eventually, once you've... You, you're, I, the whole thing isn't to um, say that it's not okay to have those thoughts. It's to notice them and understand like what, what that is. What, what is it that you're telling yourself? What is this internal dialogue with the word gratitude that I have? When I say gratitude, like what really comes up? And, and especially notice how you don't feel gratitude. That's a super important. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, sometimes. And then eventually when you've been able to sort of notice all those things... It'll be food for thought. You maybe can think through this stuff or whatever and try to, you know, kind of understand, you know, what's going on there. But eventually, when you go into doorway number two, you become one with the prayer word as if it is part of your simple awareness. So then you have been able to, like, pay attention to these um, internal dialogues. But then you might also be able to look at the flower right next to you. And say, you know what? I'm actually thankful for this flower right now that I happen to look over here and I see the beauty in this. You're like, do I really need to think about how ungrateful I am to my folks or my soccer coach or whatever is happening, right? And I can actually 
maybe just be grateful that there's this flower here or that maybe somebody held the door open for you. I feel pretty woke sometimes, but I have been convicted by you, dear lady. Like, that's right. They're these beautiful little things. And it could be small. You've convicted me. You've convicted me. No, I mean, no, but they're small things. That's what Lady Julian of Norwich said is the entire infinity in a hazelnut. And so it's not that, and this is the part that's hard for me, and this is why we do the show, or at least why I do the show, is that what's hard for me about this idea of, of the gratitude is I'll get there if I can stop screaming till my, my lungs give out and my, my vocal cords are hoarse. There's pain here, mm-hmm. almost in some neurotic way that's maybe, maybe not healthy. I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? But like, but like You're seeing where it's not. There, I'm, I went to religion for peace, and I found no peace. Right. And so I'm screaming about it. If you can say, I see that, if I can sense that people understand what I'm saying, then I can look at the roses. But I almost feel like the meerkat that's been given the job, if you see some predator, let everybody know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is irrational and, 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 and manic and weird, but like I feel like... If I look at that, you know, I answered the question for you, what is happiness? Fulfilling your calling with excellence. Mm -hmm. My only job I've ever thought since I was in sixth grade was to just say, look, here's the dangers. But we're all like lemmings. Apparently lemmings don't do this. Running off of a cliff, you know. But we're like, we're we're doing these these self-destructive things. I thought my job was to kind of isolate, find those things and identify them and, and share with my good brothers and sisters what those things are, and people resent that. They don't want it, right. you know? And so the, the excuse I give myself at least is that since nobody else can see that and dance, this is the thing for me, that I can't dance. Right. Because everybody else is living in fear and because everybody else is fearing the wrong things, can I not fear? I couldn't in 19, I couldn't in 20, but maybe I can dance and not fear in 2021. I'll say this, sometimes it feels selfish to dance. Yes. No, that's part of the thing. Yes. How do I, how do do I justify that? Justify a moment. We had some fun in 2020. (laughs) But you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like there, it. Just being in the wilderness with the kids. Yeah. But sometimes it can feel, we can feel guilty. Because we were having a good time, knowing now's one of those times that other people were stuck with suffering. people that they don't want to be with in an apartment in the snow. Right. Sorry. And I would say that that's where boundaries have to happen. That we can have compassion only if we have boundaries. So. There are moments that we are going to suffer with other people, but there are also moments when we are going to look and enjoy the beauty of this flower here or this chance that right now, if we happened upon accidentally, like some people having a good time and we go in and, and, and join in with them, um, 
I'm not, I'm thinking even like when we were in Florida and we were just walking past and we saw all these people having this like dance circle that were happening, right? And we walked like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> and then we ended up getting ourselves in really heavy theological conversations and like yeah. and helping people change people's lives. But like just by being drawn to like where is their energy? Where is there something going on? And they we had life in us. They had, there was life over here. And then there were people that we saw on the outskirts of it all. And we were saying, you know, it, we were kind of drawn to them because it was like, there's so many people here that are enjoying this thing. And then we saw some people that were kind of on the outside trying to enjoy it, but yeah. weren't quite able to. Remember we went back a while, a while later with our friends from from there and we and we we ran into this some, some dude and he was very angry at me. Yeah. And we were kind of reminiscing about the joy that we had felt on that beach and that, yeah. that that beautiful white sand after all those conversations about spirituality and such. And some guy says I and he said like he came up to you and he said I know. I know you. I know what you're hiding. And I believe you said, yeah. Oh, I know exactly what I said. Oh, go ahead. I said, oh, I said I'm hiding the di- diamond lotus in my heart. Yeah. You can have it too. And he says, yeah. And no. And then he walked off. Yeah. And it was just this weirdest. <laughs> it was like this. It was, it was weird because we are also like telling these friends how we had these strange encounters. Yeah, right, right. Every once in a while, people just come up and start talking to us. And, and they say these strange things. Like these things. ancient conversations. And, and we said to them, we said, now, has that ever happened to you? Like, is this normal for Florida? And they're right. like, no. I mean, Florida, yeah. what's normal in Florida, to be fair? I mean, I love the good right. people of Florida, but it's, you know. Because honestly, <laughs> that's not normal in California. And Florida's we, wild. And we wouldn't have known, right? <laughs> no. But we asked them and like, no, that's never happened to well, us. Well, just, just getting that kind of conversation. That never happened to them. Is what they were saying. Right, right, right. They thought we were kind of crazy for what we were telling them, this crazy story. Right, that people just walk up sudden, to us and just start talking then all of a sudden to us about happened, weird spiritual but then metaphors. it happened, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. So I'm just saying it validated at least, yeah. like, well, we, we this is just, what happens to us We just had some tacos. It wasn't, you know. So my, but my point is, yeah. what is the point with the, the Florida part? Don't remember. I, I'm saying, I remember now, we are there, people... Part of this whole community, and they were all, you know, being together. And and there's sometimes there's this this guilt that we feel for having happiness when we know yeah. others are suffering. Because I knew this guy was suffering, right? I couldn't be angry at him. I couldn't really intoler- I couldn't engage him. So doesn't it feel selfish sometimes to for think- me to be happy with that family that we met in Florida? And I think that when the- this guy's abandoned by his family. And I think that that what happens when we focus on the unfairness or or how can we have happiness when other people are suffering, I think that we actually st- steal from the ability to help people in the future yeah. by not allowing those moments of happiness as well as, here's the other thing. Modeling, you know, the Tao that is mere talk is what the Tao Jing will say. Um, it doesn't really have any weight to it, right? But if we just live a certain way and somebody wants what you got, 
They could be angry. You know, they could come at you at you know with anger. It but to be... know it's possible might be something, right? You know, and then to continue to engage. But I also think that the other part is is yeah, engage and then also hear people's cry and suffering because yeah. it's not about ignoring mm, their suffering mm. so that you have happiness. No, no, no. And let's let's take it let's take it to the point of of everything we've been learning so far. So with this semester, one of the things that uh, that Martin Laird has taught me that I've been integrating into the stretching with Jesus classes for for the students is the idea that we often have like these things that are running around in our minds that we don't even realize fully. And so sometimes when we give ourselves a prayer word or um, an intention, then it causes us to pause. Sometimes whenever we're thinking back to that. And sometimes I, I think that the the best way almost is that when we're at our um, lowest or most desperate moments, if nothing else, if, it, if, if it's at those times that we can call back onto an intention or a prayer word, that it helps us to kind of check where we're at. Centers you. Centers you. It helps you kind of like realize, wait a minute. You Orients know. you. Right. So you're not getting so lost in this world that we create for ourselves of, you know, whether it's negativity or frustration or whatever is going on and that it, we can like focus on something else that gives our mind, you know, we mentioned object fixation and what are we fixating on? And so this time, like we can now fixate on something positive. We can bring our attention to that direction. As soon as you start to bring your attention to that direction, sometimes what happens is, is that we realize all the things that aren't that. And that seems scary sometimes. And then we can get fixated on that. And rather than getting hung up on that and thinking that that is the only reality, no, you still consider, you know, you still can think of the intention, the prayer word, the thing that you should be focusing your mind on or not think, but the thing that's more healthy for you to fixate your mind on, right? Like the thing that actually like, rather than getting lost in that world, you can find a piece of almost like I would think I would say like um, a life preserver, <laughs> if you will. And so it's something you grab hold of, so you don't get lost in this swimming world of negativity or this frustration or the story or this thing where your mind is being fixated on. You can then have a life raft to somewhere else, and that's the first doorway. The second doorway, if you will. And I don't like the idea of doorway because it feels like progress. But I will say that there is some kind of movement. Does he use doorway? Yes. And he's cool. And and he he yeah. he mentions the same okay, he frustration. Rec- he recognizes, yeah. yeah, because it's not about progress, is what he's it's saying. A, it's a. It's like it's the way that you evolve <laughs> through it, or it's, uh, it's the it's way a line between it's one thing way and the that next. you progress. Yeah. But what I don't like is you is can't the, do without it. What I what I don't like is the idea that there is something to move toward because when you're just fo- focused on the end and not right. actually living the journey and then you miss the mark. But then opening a door, there could be a family there. There could be, you know, right. fleas. <laughs> you know, that's a but, thing. So, all right. But the, the second, the second, move, yeah. yeah, the second doorway though is where you find yourself becoming more, one with that prayer word is part of your awareness. So now you start to, you know, 
not only when you see yourself like getting all in that other strangeness, you might even like not even need that to prompt you to the prayer word, but then you start to automatically like live out the prayer word or the intention. So all of a sudden you might catch yourself being, you know, grateful for something and, ha- and, and having gratitude. I'm just going to use that as an example. Not just when your world got crazy and you said, I need gratitude right now. It might instantaneously pop into your brain as how you see the world without needing the disturbance to start to notice it. The second doorway is starting to just have that gratitude without needing it to be your life preserver. It's now part of how you live. It's now part of, you know, who you are. And so you realize that you're going to have your turmoil and sometimes that will help you, you know, trigger to your intention or your prayer word. But then other times like that's just stemming from you and you're going to instantaneously have that. Now, the third doorway is when you see life sort of happening, you see the turmoil, you also see the gratitude, but you are the person that is sort of observing your life having the turmoil or having the gratitude, but you all of a sudden observe, you're aware of being aware of these other things. As Leonard Cohen says in his uh, posthumous book, sometimes it's okay to love your ego too. Like you can, yes. you can see it and you can see, okay there, little buddy. Yes. Good job. And that's how, wait, yeah. you only do that. But you don't the take observer. it too seriously. It's the only yeah. from the ob- even observer you. standpoint that You're, you can see that perspective. This is why in in our way of rendering the Tao Te Ching, we always try to make it so that there's this fight between the true self and the mask or the ego. But you don't hate the ego, and you don't even kill the ego. You you come to terms with it. You stand aside from it. You 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 see it but recognizes its um, temporal nature. So, so you don't have to even hate it. You just recognize like this little game that I'm playing is the PTA mom or the history professor or something. Right. So it's I would temporary. So I would, I would say this, if we are going to name or label a year, yes. What it will first do is show us all of the ways that that year is not that thing. Okay. And then we can This maybe, is some old fashioned Lutheran law and gospel girl. If I we, <laughs> if we evolve <laughs> with it, yes. then we can also move with what that is. So for the year of the dance, we're gonna first notice what's not the dance. Yeah. Then we can learn to find times to be aware of and try to dance. Let's go roller skating, let's and not sit on might, the couch all the time. Might just Dancelessness. Dance. Yeah. And then the third part is saying I am I'm outside of, so I understand your need for dancing and knowing not dancing, but I'm not absorbed in all of the emotions or what that is. And so that I can actually truly dance. Yeah. That's That's the whole point. So we're ready to name it. You can name a year. I want to name it. Or you can just live it. No, but I want to now, name it. I want to name it. Can I name it? 
All right. I we're going to name right it, step. understanding how we're going to use it to stand aside from it and see as, as objectively as we can how we're not living in that. Right. So that we can get back to that and we can get to that center. Stacey, what's, what are we going to call it? And I almost want this to be the name of all of my years. But Ooh, maybe, maybe. I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't know, but we'll, we'll for the, sure. We'll see how the next week works, girl. <laughs> we'll start. Can with, we get the next week? We'll start with one year. If we can get to the desert and not have a flat tire and so, floor, um, you know, sanity. I think you're excited to share it, though. I'll let you share it. Well, you came up with it. I know, but I think you're excited to share it. The year of the flow. Year of the flow. The flow. Yeah. So we're have so much fun with that. We're gonna so like so ways. not flow people. I'm just yeah, letting you know, like friends. We're gonna be constipated, oh or it's gonna be like. But guess what? Too much flow. Every time we're not flowing, yeah, just go. Like, hey, we'll flow know, there. Like, we'll, we'll know we'll it's know, not. We'll know. we'll know it's not. And we'll call. It's like we're gonna check ourselves before we wreck ourselves well, because we. And, and what do we mean by the year of the flow? Oh, well, it's. That's the next episode. Well, we could maybe tell you. We'll talk about well, that. In, in next all time. the episodes to come, we'll try to figure it out. No, but what I say with this is, is that um, the year of the dance, I've got to, I've got to come on there, pal. Get your tap shoes on and deal yeah. with all these struggles. The flow, all you got to do is nothing, <laughs> right? If you got to, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do the year of the dance, you've got to learn to dance. You got to dance. Yeah. The year of the flow is you lean back and you float. And you breathe and you put your feet up and you don't unnecessarily resist. You don't flail. So you know what you know what's interesting too about you said to put your feet up. And part of it is if if you ever do find yourself um I'm not I'm not talking lazy boy, I'm talking about what happens when you're in white water, but go ahead. I know. Yeah. (laughs) If you happen to be in a situation where you're floating down a river, you always want just it just makes sense. I mean, I think we intuitively know this, but the idea is if your feet are going forward first, right, and you're ready to absorb the impact, that your head is not yeah. going to be the first recipient of the protect rock. your noggin with your feet is what Stacy's saying. Twenty twenty one. What I'm saying is, go with the flow. Your feet are going to be, you know, the first thing yes. flowing down, and yeah. when they when it bounces off of something, going with the flow is not being res- passive. That's the point, and and unsafe. What it is is basically it's it is sort of this. I am still going to be me, yeah, but I don't need everybody else to to. Be me and join with me. Yeah, let things flow. And also, though, sometimes if if other bad people are getting flushed out of your life, let that flushing flush. Yeah. Right? You can't really. There's nothing to be done about the flow. <laughs> you know. Well, and so, here's the thing, and, and life. Ha- and so I really yeah. love in Duncan Trussell's video with his when he um, not video, but um, uh, midnight midnight gospel, gospel last episode with his mom. Ooh. Don't watch that on an empty stomach. When he's having a real conversation with his mother who's dying. <sighs> um, they talk about an actual, or like, the idea. too much food in your tummy. But the idea of a river. Um, yeah. and, and, like, you're going down this river. Whatever river life is giving you right now. Yeah. You know, are we. Happy New Year. You know, what are we doing with that river? And. Sometimes you need to pull aside the shore 
And maybe you need to take a breather. <laughs> Patch up that raft. <laughs> Who knows? For all the acquaintance, you know, be forgot. Um, but then there are times when we unnecessarily, and I am, I fall victim to this all the time, of unnecessarily catching us on the shore and saying, stop, wait, 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 maybe not. And, ah. and sometimes we need to stop so we don't have to backtrack for three miles by yes. foot. So, But sometimes... We need to move forward and flow. We need to flow. So. We'll give it a shot. You're the flow. I don't know. I'm, hey I'm, I'm, I'm with hey, you. I'm with you, you, babe. And dear friends, with you, babe. And then friends, and friends, listen, we'll listen, flow listen, together listen. This is what not. we can all do. No, no, we can flow. Like that's the great thing about I'm flowing. Joking. No, no, that's what I'm joking. No, but no, the good. But it's not a joke in the sense that okay, however it works out, that's one thing we can do. We can flow. You know, like that's all we can the flo- do. Flowing is actually a lot. To be honest, more that's restful. all we can do because yeah. the world's going to happen. We can't control it. Everything is out of our control. You can flow with the flow, or you could swim. And that's not against the flow. And that which isn't, is truth, goodness, and beauty. Well, I, I, yeah, I want to say flowing with the flow to me is not going along with things against conscience. With fashion, yeah, because <laughs> fads it doesn't create. Ripples. I'm not talking no. about that flow. We're talking about the ocean tides. The way the times are going. The we're way... not talking about fads. We're talking about ocean tides. Yes. The way, the deep truth of things and let that be. And it's on your side. It really is. It actually is as much. So here's the point. We fight and kick and scream sometimes against the truth of even somebody in, a, in, you know, if they're coming with you with an argument, I know there's, there's some truth to that. There's some, yeah. there's some non-truths I'm sure too, yeah. but there are some truths. And so yeah, are we but, willing to listen and to hear yeah. the truths about ourselves uh-huh. and learn then what can we do with that? Well, what I'm hearing you say, Stacey, though, and this is, I'm, I'm totally with you, is that a lot of times people need to hear two seemingly opposite things. When you're in a fight with that somebody, you need to back off a little bit. But in the other uh, direction, there's a way in which you are so right. You just don't even realize how right you are. You don't realize how much the goodness, truth, and beauty are on your side. The way you're manifesting it, if you look at it, it looks like you're being petty with this fight that you had yesterday. I don't know if you had a fight. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. But there's another way in which every single person who had that fight had that fight because they were not understood. They were not heard. There's something that was out of balance and that the cry that they have is a real cry. So so we can honor that cry. It's a cry, period. And, and, but there's nothing to do about it other than to recognize the truth of it and to accord with its truth. If they're right, so one of the things that I, I found interesting was that even when you have arguments, if you're sitting there listening for what isn't truth, then you're going to miss Maybe, yeah, death to the truth. all of the important pieces. And I will say that as much as um, it wasn't. I'm, I'm, I didn't do it. I, I, I'm not trying to say I did this perfectly at all. Um, but for the first time when we were having an argument, I was able to at least for a second withdraw myself emotionally, not, um, so I wasn't listening, but so I could listen. 
And so I wasn't getting caught up in the emotions of it so I can just hear what you were saying. And I will say that the hardest part sometimes with that though too is when you're doing it with how you're going to focus on what they did wrong, then you're going to miss the point as well. So even that detachment doesn't matter if you aren't willing to hear the cries. But what I'm saying is that a little bit of withdrawing emotionally so you can step back for a second and hear the big picture of the suffering and what really is the suffering and then move forward with that. And you can, you don't even have to worry about what isn't the truth there because that will fade away. But what actually was the truth there and how did you, how did you play into that? How did you contribute to that? And if you really do want to see with a new perspective, a new life, then you will be able to hear that and and really hear it for the first time, especially when you can hopefully then maybe see it up against your intention or your goal or whatever. So whatever, if it's the year of the flow, how am I contributing to the non-flowing in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. And then... That's flow. where there's real gro- real growth and then flow yeah. and then flow. happiness. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I think that there's a, a cheap rendition in New Year sometimes that we do of like I'm going to have all these goals, I'm going to do all these things, but we really are setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah. But I would say if there is something that you truly want to cultivate more in your life and it could be, you know, healthy eating or it could be, you know, gratitude or whatever it is, realize that you are going to be confronted with what isn't that. Yeah. And if you're going to make that the goal for your year, don't give up after just the first couple of weeks. Yeah, be okay with the fact that you're not doing what you said you were going to do. And know that, yes, that's okay. Because the goal isn't to be perfect at it because <laughs> we never can be. We're going to mess up. The, the, the worst part isn't, is really in the not taking actions that if your if your health really is asking for this if your taking body it seriously not taking it seriously and, and actually trying to do I mean, something isn't that true? Like, real don't have New Year's resolutions just, yeah like, maybe I, I, but we, also we do set ourselves up yeah, for failure I know that but also like who cares like so of course but should we if not you're, be if you're healthier? worried about being a, a winner or a loser that's fine but also if the question is can you stand up from the cowering position you're in right now, can you stand up right now and say, no, I am not going to fold. I am not going to sit in the corner of a couch and shake and be scared and be anxious and drink and, and, and fold up in, in a, a sad little roly poly sack. And I could never have quit smoking if the second I had a smoke, it was over. Right. If I'm just you, saying, yeah, right, right. The so second like, that you, Miss out on this, right? This time so, where you think. So you, we're we're going back and forth on this. So do have resolution, and don't give up on the third of January or the eighth of February. Do have the resolution and carry it out. So maybe give yourself may, grace. Maybe maybe may I make the suggestion of our thesis statement for the podcast? Yes, is that make your New Year's resolution a year's resolution. Yes. make it new. For the year, make it a new year's resolution because you're not going to get it finished by March. <laughs> it might not be till the last three days of the year till you figure out what it meant. For us, 2020, 
To dance. Was to dance. And we did dance, yes. but we didn't dance until just... A couple weeks ago, or yeah. a few days ago, to be honest. To be yeah. honest. To dance, we figured some things out, but man, the dancing wasn't there. So don't give up. So if you're going to make a New Year's resolution, make it be a year's resolution. And if you don't have a resolution and you need to borrow one, we've got one for you. Peace upon peace. peace. Thank you so much, friends, for joining us for this episode of the Protect Your Noggin podcast. You want to join in on the conversation? We'd love to respond to your questions or comments on a future show. You can record a message by going to protectyournoggin.org and clicking on the blue voice message button. And don't worry about getting it perfect since you'll have five minutes and a chance to preview your message before sending. You can also send an email if you're not comfortable with leaving a voice message. Please also follow us on Twitter at the PYNP. And rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you found this show of any help, uh, why not share it with a friend? Until next time, peace upon peace, friends. But he said there wasn't any letter. He said that was going out of my mind. Not going out of your mind. You're slowly and systematically being driven out of your mind. Why? Why? Perhaps because you found this letter low too much.